evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is January 27th, 2016. How's everybody doing out there? Well, we've got a great show tonight. Do you know anything about Reiki? It's a holistic healing art where you get attuned to be able to intend energy through your crown chakra and out your hands, and it helps break up energetic blockages in people, and that helps them heal themselves, if you will. Think of it this way. It's like a stream and a rock is in the stream and uh, the rock's in the way of the stream. And eventually over time, the stream kind of moves the rock out of the way. With Reiki, it kind of allows your energetic meridians or your chi to flow. And we have a great guest tonight, Lisa Okochi. And uh, she is the grand master leader of the New York Kundalini Reiki Organization. Um, she's going to join us in a few minutes. And what's interesting is Kundalini Reiki is relatively a new form of Reiki. Uh, I went through the training with Lisa, uh, a couple of different levels, three different levels, and uh, it was fantastic. And I'm also a, a SUI-based Reiki master teacher uh, from my training over about a decade or so. So uh, adding to it was uh, really wonderful for me. But, you know, some people might not even know what Reiki is, uh, although it is a holistic healing art that's being featured. A lot of hospitals have it now. A lot of nurses are learning it. And it is an alternative uh, healing art that really helps people help them heal themselves because, you know, nobody's really a healer. People who do Reiki or massage therapy or rolfing or whatever, they help people heal, them, heal themselves. The healing is done by the body and the spirit. Uh, other people help put you in a position to be able to heal yourself. Heal, your, heal, yourself. heal yourself, but you got to be able to do it on your own. So let's talk about what's going on in our Guys Guys world. This is Guys Guys Radio, where men and women can be at their best. Everyone wins. And you know, every week on Guys Guys Radio, we cover different topics, anything about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. It all started with my novel, A Guys Guys Guide to Love. Please pick up a copy. You can pick it up probably easiest on Amazon or any of the e-tailers. You can get the hard copy or an e-book. It is in some bookstores. It's probably fastest to get it uh, online. Um, also, you can catch up with me on my website, robertmanny.com, where I post a weekly blog. There's videos. There's interviews. Uh, every podcast of Guys Guys Radio is featured on the website. It's featured on Blog Talk Radio and also featured on iTunes. So you can subscribe and download any podcast whenever you want for free. Just go to Guys Guys Radio. You can catch me on Twitter at Robert Manny, YouTube, Robert Manny Author, where we have lots of fun videos, and Facebook, Robert Manny Author, or if you just want to friend me up, Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I. So, we're here in New York City in our Guys Guys Radio Studios in Harlem, USA. And um, the big news here is New York, we've had kind of a real calm winter. And then all of a sudden last week, this superstorm kind of Jonas started building uh, in the southeast and started moving slowly up the coast. And then there was a nor'easter and everything came into place and it worked out perfectly for Mother Nature at least, but not so much for... 75 million people who are on the eastern seaboard of the U.S. And unfortunately, New Jersey and uh, Washington and Philly and those areas really got pummeled. And uh, here in New York City, we got uh, the second largest snowfall in one day ever. 
20, I believe it was either 26 or 27.8 inches. And the record was either 26 or 27.9 inches uh, in Central Park. And I got to tell you, it snowed and the wind blew, you know, for like a day straight, as most of you out there or uh, anywhere east of the Mississippi experience. It was a real doozy. And, um, you know, some of the southern states, they're really not that well equipped to handle snow. And here in New York, we are, but they couldn't keep up with the shoveling places like Queens and the Bronx and Staten Island. They're still digging their way out. It was un- unbelievable. Uh, it's interesting because uh, I was watching some of the, you know, round the clock news broadcasts. I have a place down the Jersey Shore. I haven't been down here yet, so I'm wondering how my place held up. I have a small place, but it's right on the beach. And um, fortunately, they had put up some dunes. And they had tractors out there and had, you know, fortified the, the beach. But uh, we'll see. I have some railings, outdoor railings and stuff. And last time, when there's a, whenever there's a hurricane or a big storm, it really gets hammered. So I got to check that out. But in the meantime, in the city, I took my young son out and we had a blast. Uh, we went, uh, there was all kinds of sleigh riding going on. And uh, I went up to Morningside Park with him. We, we also go over the Central Park. But uh you know, I couldn't get a sleigh. I felt so bad. I had my little guy, he's two and a half, and all the other people were out there sledding. And uh, finally, we walked to the edge of Morningside Park over by 110th Street, and it's a very steep hill. And uh, I found a piece of uh, cardboard, and I got on it, and I grabbed him, and he sat on my lap. We got about halfway down, and it stopped. And this nice young lady said, oh, you want to borrow one of our sleighs with your son? I'm like, what do you think, Sky? He's like, yes. So we borrowed their sleigh. It was one of these uh, big, long plastic things that uh, that you kind of climb into, and it's got a rope on it, and it's like a t- plastic toboggan. And we got up to the top, and he was in the front, and we went flying, flying down this hill. We were going so fast, and right at people, people were like diving out of the way because <laughs> it was like a runaway sleigh that I had to kind of put my foot in the snow to like slow us up a little bit, and it all sprayed in my son's face. So we got to the, you know, three quarters of the way down to the hill where we kind of flipped over and his face was encased in snow and he was crying and he was really upset. And so I, I wiped him off and everything. I said, you want to go again? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right. So we go back up to the top and this way I get him put into place now and I find a really good path. So we go flying down the hill again. And this time we had a perfect path and People were kind of off to the side, but they were watching us because this this sleigh we had was going so ridiculously fast. We zoomed by and people were actually clapping and cheering when they saw us zip by with the little guy up front. And we got towards the bottom. And uh, again, the snow kind of uh, flew up in the air and like covered his face. And, uh, uh, you know, he was crying a little bit when we got to the bottom. So I wiped him off and all. And then, uh, you know, then we headed out after that. But it was such an adventure for him that uh, when we got home, uh, I was telling his mom about it. And uh, my son was like doing this wiping. uh, He's taking his hand and making like he was wiping his face to show her about the snow. So it was really cute. And it was a big adventure, though. So he really had fun. So you know what? You have this weather. You got to try to make the best of it. And you can have some fun. Um, What I was going to mention, though, was like Chris Christie, the governor of New Jersey, who reluctantly came back to New Jersey for the snowstorm because he's been camped out in New Hampshire while he's running this unsuccessful bid for president. And you can tell when he was on the air on the radio and the TV that like he, he wanted no business being in New Jersey. 
And he is the governor, though. It's like, what? Come on, buddy. So he's he was downplaying, poo-pooing the storm. Anybody who puts Jonas in the same frame of reference as Sandy is ridiculous, and it's not like that. And uh, and then I think he went back up to uh, New Hampshire on Sunday night. But the people in South Jersey, way down by Wildwood and Atlantic City and that whole area, got hammered with floods. And you know you saw the footage on the news where. You know, it was like boats going down the street and stuff. It was ridiculous. And they have major flooding problems. So, you know, if you're going to be a public servant, do your job. You want to run your pre- run for president? Go ahead, run for president. But you know what? If you have a day job, resign. That's my message for you, Governor Christie. So anyhow, what else is happening? So we had the big NFL uh, championship games on Sunday. We saw Peyton Manning squeak one out. He got back to the Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos. And then we saw the Carolina Panthers just crush the Arizona Cardinals. So we've got Denver against Carolina in the Super Bowl. I had picked the Patriots against the Cardinals. So I was wrong twice. So let me be wrong one more time. I'm going to say that the Panthers are going to destroy the Broncos. I just don't see it. You know, maybe Peyton has one good game left in him, but he looked old and uh, his defense was spectacular. But Carolina is a very under under the radar team. They have a huge offensive line. Their quarterback, Cam Newton is just an amazing player and they've got a really stout defense. So I don't see how Denver is going to get by them, but we'll see. We'll see. Last but not least, our weekly Donald Trump news. Now he's saying that because uh, Megan Kelly, I guess her name is, is going to be part of the debate team, the moderators, he refuses to, be in tomorrow's Republican debate. Big, tough Donald Trump is backing out because he doesn't want to be asked tough questions by Megyn Kelly of Fox News. So now Ted Cruz, Trump's rival in the far right wing of the Republican Party, has issued a mano a mano challenge. I challenge you, Donald Trump, to a one-on-one debate. We'll go on another network and at the same time as the debate's going on. I haven't heard yet what Trump's saying. He's supposed to go on, I think, one of those uh, Fox shows, Bill O'Reilly show tonight and talk about it. But we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up for the debate where they work something out because he wants to get that nomination for the Republican Party. He's got Fox News against him. It's going to be rough sledding in the general election. So anyhow, that's it. And all the guy, guys, guys, news and current events. Let's talk about Reiki and our guest, Lisa Okochi. Um I learned about Reiki about 15 years ago. I was at a street fair and um, somebody was getting their calves worked on by a, uh, by a, a healing art therapist in Reiki. I'm like, that's really interesting. So I took a, and I had been training for the marathon at the time. So I took, I took a flyer and I went home and kept it. And then I put it aside and every once in a while I thought about it for the next year. And then I decided, hey, you know what? I kept reading a little bit here and there and hearing stuff about Reiki. That sounds pretty interesting. I think I'd like to give back somehow. And the way I'd like to give back is something in a healing arc. That may, might be a good way to do it. So I'm like, why don't I get certified? So I uh, said, well, I looked around for that piece of paper I had. And I didn't have it anymore. Well, the same week. I got another one of those flyers in the mail because I had signed up for a mailing list. Little did I know. So that was a sign to me. So I signed up 
and I got my Reiki 1 certification, and I stayed at that level. They say your Reiki 1 through the Asui lineage, where there was this guy named Asui in uh, Japan, and he rediscovered this ancient healing art, Reiki, uh, that began in India, I believe, and he was Japanese, and he did a long meditation, and he kind of reclaimed the art uh, in a long meditation on a mountain, and he started attuning people, including his wife. And the lineage has just been passed down, people getting attuned from that Asui lineage. And my lineage, as most Reiki practitioners, not all, but most are Asui. And uh, then about, and you, you, you taught symbols that you intend through your attunements while you're working on people. And um, you also, what's a great thing about Reiki is you can give yourself self-Reiki sessions, and they're very helpful. About two years later, I studied Reiki 2, got certified. About two years later, I did Reiki 3, got certified. Uh, and they some call it a mastery, some don't. Then I got the Reiki master teacher about a year or two later. And I've been practicing uh, on and off ever since. And I always make sure I give myself a good hour session every so often because it's very cleansing. And it's really made a super positive change in my life. And it's actually actually changed the visual perspective I have when I look out at the world, the way I see things is actually different since I became a Reiki master. And I was very mindful of starting out slow with Reiki, uh, doing the self Reiki sessions eight days in a row, not going to Reiki two until I waited a year or so, waited a little while to go to Reiki three and the mastery and the teaching where you can attune other people and just followed all the directions. I mean, I'm that type of guy. I follow directions when I'm learning something, and then I then I will inter- improvise off of there. But um, that's that's my discipline. I know a lot of people like to kind of freelance their way through things. Well, uh, I've been doing that on and off, as I mentioned. I also picked up uh, hypnosis and I became a uh, advanced clinical master hypnotist. Uh, over the past decade, and uh, that's been a nice balance where you can also, the great thing about hypnosis is you can hypnotize yourself, which is great. And then I was talking to my friend Lisa Okochi uh, about six months ago. I think, I don't know if it was through Facebook or or the email or whatever, but we reconnected and I uh, hadn't seen her for a while. And she said, hey, I'm doing this work with Kundalini Reiki. It might be something you're interested in. So I showed up and went through the training with her and I'll let her tell us about it. But it was really fantastic. It really opened up a lot of new uh, tributaries for me in terms of energy flow with the Kundalini up the spine. And um, I really had a a lot of fun doing it. And um, it's something where I wanted to make sure we got the word out. So our guest tonight is Lisa Okochi. And a little bit about her. Uh, She is New York licensed yoga instructor. She's LMT, meditation guide, pranic healer. Grandmaster leader of the New York Kundalini Reiki organization, and she's got a published book, The Kundalini Reiki Manual, as a guide to safely awakening your Kundalini and empower yourself. So let's bring her on to Guys Guys Radio right now. Good evening, Lisa. You there? Yes. Me? I can hear you. How are you doing tonight? Okay. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for inviting me to your show. I feel great. <laughs> and Fantastic. I love your story about your kids. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so i got a lot of stories about him those are the good stories i, I only tell the good stories so not when he uh I mean, that, when he does some crazy things like i'll give you one more real quick one so today i put him to today i was off and i put him to bed to a nap in the afternoon 
And I went into the bedroom about a half hour later just to check in on him. And I opened the bedroom door and he's not in his bed and he's not in my bed. And then I'm like, where is he? And I see the, the drapes flapping by the window and he had climbed up to the window ledge and he's sitting on the indoor window ledge, looking out the window from the eighth floor. I was like, this Ooh. kid. Yeah, not good. Exactly. Um, fortunately, the windows were closed and everything. But I'm like, this kid, he had moved stuff over so he could climb up there. So anyhow, that's that. But um, let's talk about Reiki and let's talk about Kundalini Reiki. So tell us, uh, let's start at the beginning. Tell us how you got involved with all of the holistic healing arts you're involved in and what drew you to Reiki. And then what eventually drew you to Kundalini Reiki? Um, yes. Well, originally, like a lot of people who end up being therapists or wanting to teach and share, they had come from a background of having suffered some kind of trauma or illness. And the story is the same for me. I grew up being kind of very weak and going in and out of hospital. And in this, uh, especially in Japan, um, I'm Japanese-American. Um, I spent a lot of time in hospital going back and forth with asthma issues and always dependent on the of getting better. And as I found that nothing was really working for me, my family and I started to turn to different alternative therapies one by one. And I think I've done more or less many of them, including even being a kind of exercise at shrines. <laughs> and I came across... Um, Reiki, uh, actually in America, um, I came over here with this idea that there's much other ways to, you know, find your health. And I started off like you, I came across this Reiki and I got myself certified. And I also became a licensed massage therapist thinking that as I got stronger, um, I wanted to help people. And as I you know, tuned into people's energy fields, I began to realize there's much more to this than just touching um, bodies and massaging. You can actually feel the energy of people to know what's really going on inside. And the Reiki helped me to go deeper. Um, at the same time, I um, came across pranic healing as soon as I came here. About one week in, I came across this uh, therapy called pranic healing. I was fascinated with this idea of going into the chakras and figuring out what each chakra in the body meant and using um, your intention to blockages. It's a very, very powerful energy, and I still do um, treatments with this. But uh, at the same time, for many years, and I've been in America for a long in searching for something that I could bring across to people where they're able to use it for themselves in a simple way without going through long hours of studying and theorizing. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, um, yes, two years ago, I came across this Kundalini Reiki and initially it was online. I found it and they said they will do it distantly. And I said, okay, Kundalini Reiki, that's interesting. Let me see what this is about. So the first session was actually they had me just uh, lie in bed in the morning, and they sent me um, an energy, you know, of attuning me in mm -hmm. 25 minutes. They just told me to lie down. And it was then 
felt this tremendous power and heat going down my arms into my hands. My feet were vibrating, and my head was like throbbing. So I knew there was something to, and they weren't even touching me. I now, never Lisa, were you were you a, were you a, a Reiki practitioner prior to this? Yes, I was. I've been you know teaching and um, attuning for many years before this. Okay. And I, yes. <laughs> so um, what it is is. When I got out of bed, I noticed that my back problem that I had from due to teaching yoga, you know, I get injured a lot, um, Mm -hmm. my back problem had alleviated. So that's what helped me to understand that this energy is very powerful. So I started to get really involved in it, taking course after course in a very short time. And I found out that such a simple, simple to master, that I felt it in my desire and mission to try to share it with as many people as possible as a facilitator for this mm-hmm. energy. Okay. And okay. yes, this is my dream here in New York City. And I've been tuning people since last year um, in many countries as well, not only in New York, in Japan, Canada, Switzerland, and tuning people with all kinds of issues. And I find it such an easy energy to, you know, to use. And it facilitates everything in life. It makes things easier. Everything. Well, let's talk a little bit about the difference between, uh, you know, Kundalini Reiki and uh, the traditional Reiki. And uh, you and I, I don't know if you're a Sui-based also, uh, but, you know, it's more of a you know, long-term type of thing where you use symbols and it takes, you know, the Reiki one, you're about 40% and then you're about 60% for Reiki two. And then when you're a master teacher, you're hundred percent and your you know, the level goes up over time and you and do your, uh, practicing, uh, if you will, using intending symbols when you're working on somebody and you can do distance Reiki and you can go into the past or the future, but it's a little bit different. Tell us the difference for those who know what Reiki is. Um, what is the difference between the traditional or Sui Reiki and the Kundalini Reiki? Okay, yes, yeah, so you, you already explained that Usi Reiki uh, was the original source. Yes, um, in 1870s, um, Dr. Usi was in the mountains meditating, and he came across this energy um, flowing down him. And over time, it has been passed on. At the same time, Kundalini Reiki was um, founded by Ole Gabrielson, who was also up in the mountains about 15 years ago meditating very deeply. And he came across um, Master Katumi, who's his energy source, who channeled down into him Kundalini Reiki. So the source is the same, but he managed to channel it um, by bypassing the traditional Usi Reiki. Mm-hmm. And what this energy, um, the biggest difference I would say is that it connects with the kundalini energy, which is in our body. And it can safely wake up the kundalini in the fastest way I've ever come across. So that is the biggest now, difference, is this ability. Okay. So two questions. Mm-hmm. So for, for our audience, um, one is, who is Master Katumi? 
And then the other question is, what is Kundalini? Uh, what is the Kundalini energy? It's actually three questions. What's the Kundalini en- energy in the body? And why do people in modern society have uh, have a suppression of their Kundalini energy, if you will? Mm-hmm. Okay, Masjidi is was a who lived in India in the 1870s. And he went to the Himalayan mountains there many years. He channeled this energy of Reiki. Then he passed on. And what happened is this energy is a frequency out in the There are a lot of frequencies out in the universe. And Reiki is one of them. So when Ole Gabrielsen started to meditate in the mountain, he had that energy and pull it down to earth realm so that he can pass it on to a I'll be him. Um, the um, idea that there are people who have tremendous healing powers and still exists up in the cosmos. And that is what Usi Reiki is as well. It's these frequencies okay. that we um, okay. harness. So the Kundalini energy is it's been known for many, many centuries in many um, myths and cultures. It's the idea that we have this um, energy source that lies deep within our spine, at the base of your spine. Sometimes it's depicted like a, a serpent, a, a double serpent. And it is many people's desire to wake it up in an enlightened but this idea of being enlightened, you know, that was really for the very, very few who could spend time and uh, be in a very, it is, wake up that kind of energy. It's very, very hard to wake up. It's actually, if you try to wake up Kundalini without any guidance, it can be dangerous because it's an energy that will just pull through your physical, you know, body and it's too strong. Mm-hmm. So, people, I would say that 90% of us, our kundalini is still kind of there in our body without really being um, active. So what this Reiki does is it pulls up the kundalini through your crown chakra to awaken your inner power. And this kundalini actually, this energy is, is very simply put, it connects to the earth energy. So when you're able to pull in the earth energy into your body so that you can feel grounded in life. That is what's missing in a lot of us these days, is a sense of not being grounded, of feeling lost. There's no sense of direction in life. Mm-hmm. Is what I feel is able to make a person aware they really want. Okay. Tell us a little bit about um, the attunements. First of all, for the for our benefit of our audience, what is what is an attunement, and then what is the process of getting uh, attuned for the first level of Kundalini Reiki? First, I'd like to make a, a little bit of a distinction between the nuance of a healing and an attunement. Okay. So, People understand the word here as somebody giving you hands-on 
or, you know, it's like a through Reiki where you're just a little bit above the body. And the person is being treated, he feels great, and then he'll go home. But an attunement is when we harness or an attuner the energy of Reiki and brings it into your energy field to match it into your energy field so it becomes permanently absorbed into your system. That's the biggest difference. What that does for you is that you're actually able to take and continue to not only just heal yourself, but you can attune other people. Mm-hmm. So it goes beyond just becoming a healer. It actually goes beyond that in the sense where people can go out there, average people, everybody can just go out there and help each other with this technique. And Kundalini um, Reiki 1, the attunement is very simple. It's just 25 minutes. And all you have to do is just lie down and relax. Or you can just sit down and relax. You can have music on. You can have anything you want. But as long as you're feeling comfortable, the attuner, without touching you, and this is the other thing about Kundalini Reiki, is I, as the attuner or facilitator, I'm sitting away from the person and focusing only on channeling the frequency down to go into the person who's lying down on the floor or on the bed or sitting in a chair. And the client will be just invoking for the energy, you know, just asking their higher self to let that energy come and absorb into their body system so that you are attuned. That is the biggest um, difference. It's very simple for the person to come in. Mm -hmm. And during this time that what it is doing, the actual energy, what it's doing in Reiki 1, it is clearing the blockages as it prepares the body for the Kundalini to rise, which happens in Reiki 3. And uh, it's very, it's it's fun because uh, as, as your blockages come out, I have so many testimonials of people not just experiencing sensations of heat, um, vibration, tingling, um, a sense of lightness, but they also end up um, becoming more self-aware in a very smooth, efficient way. That is what I am noticing with a lot of the members that I am attuning at this moment. Everyone seems to reach some kind of level of stillness so they can observe themselves and find yeah. out what they really mean. Mm-hmm. Now, I recall uh, in the session you were mm-hmm. playing um, some type of uh, vibratory sounds, which uh, well, I don't know what they're called, binaural or whatever they are, but there's some type mm-hmm. of uh, uh, vibratory sound bites, if you will, that help with the uh, attunement. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, that is uh, the Tibetan singing bowls. Okay. Tibetan singing bowls are okay. often, you know, they're often used in meditation. In They're either made of copper or glass. And mm-hmm. when you um, ring it with a that vibration goes into the body. And it helps a lot with the attunement because the frequency is a vibration. In fact, we are all in energy. Everything in life is vibrational energy. So the right. frequency of 
Reiki will come down and the sound of the tabimbo helps to smoothly transmit the Reiki further into the body because the the client uh, who is lying down will feel more connected as they listen to the sound. You know, because some people, they don't know what's happening because it's, it's pure quiet in reality mm-hmm. as the facilitator is channeling this energy. You know, you can just lie there, you can meditate, or some people will fall asleep, but that vibration of the singing bowl is what helps to just bring in that vibration even deeper into the cell. Okay, so and, for um, each... I, yeah. Go ahead, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm saying that the, the vibrational sounds that I'm using... They're actually um, specifically made for Kundalini Reiki, and they have um, angelic energy input into the sound as well. Okay, so when we you go through the first session, and then why don't you take us through uh-huh. kind of the curriculum, if you will, where when you do, if you're going to do the training, the full set, there's the the Reiki Kundalini Reiki one, and there's Gold Reiki, and tell us the different levels and the uh, and the process, please. Okay, so for each level, Kundalini 1 is preparing the body. So as the blockages are cleared in the chakras, you're also able, after each level, to address certain issues in your life. And the technique is very, very simple. It's what you invoke by placing your intention in your hands after each level and choosing a topic that you feel like you need to address. For example, after Kundalini Reiki 1, you can talk and focus on your relationships in life. If you have a relationship with problem, you can write in your hand the problem and close your hands and you can invoke for the Reiki to help you address the problem so it's clear. So each level is helping you um, clear blockages in specific categories. As you go into Reiki 2, the kundalini actually wakes up and then it kind of rises into the stomach and it hangs out there. And in this position, um, you are preparing to really manifest the Kundalini for Reiki 3. Kundalini 2 is there's nothing really new you can do except to keep clearing yourself with the meditation technique that I share in the class. Yeah, the Kundalini 3 is the big one where um, when the Kundalini actually wakes up, and a lot of, um, I have had clients who've experienced strong reactions to this one, you're allowed to, the idea of looking at in life starting from birth trauma issues, for example. You know, this idea, um, sometimes psychologists will look into that. If you're suffering from some kind of trauma um, and they, you know, regress you, they can t- pin it down to a birth trauma. You know, the idea of being birthed and coming out of a dark tunnel can be very frightening for some people. So this idea with this uh, Reiki is that what if, what if you have some kind of fear in life, whether it be of darkness, you can address that by saying birth trauma Reiki energy. It's interesting mm-hmm. about it. It, it. it helps to transmute all of these issues that you might possibly have. 
So the Kundalini Reiki 3 is when we go through these various issues that we can address that might possibly help us to be even more healthier, more self-aware. So birth trauma is one, this I, and, um, and there's another one in this that is very, very interesting. It's past life. You know, for, lot, um, for decades I've been interested in this idea of past life. Uh, at first it was just an, uh, a game I would think about, but over time, and especially with this technique, there's this idea that you can look at yourself and look at some of your issues and you can question what if you're not able to make money because in your past life you um, vowed poverty or, you know, you were a monk and you vowed poverty, you gave away all your riches. Or what if, you know, in this life you can't have children and you wonder why? What if it goes beyond, you know, just um, genetic? What if it was due to a past life where um, you were a nun, you know, and you vowed chastity? All of these issues start to become fascinating with this past life Reiki. So after Kundalini Reiki 3, you can look at this past life and address it by transmuting it with this little technique that I share with everybody. And I have a story, like a, one lady, um, we're doing, we, we finished the third level, we're all, all trying to share our stories, and then practice some of these exercises. So I had everyone practice the past life Reiki. And then um, she started to cry a little bit. Then after everyone left, she came up to me, and she just shared this um, this thing with me where while she was doing the past life Reiki, she had this like sensation that in her past life she was a prostitute and that she had stolen money from her customers. And what made her cheery was the fact that she said, you know, she's like, Lisa, you know, this makes sense to me because in my life right now, I seem to go through these relationships where men are always stealing from me. So when I heard that, I goes, oh, you know, that is a fascinating way to look at this. And uh, several other people have mentioned the same thing. One lady, um, she, she always wondered why she's always attracted to men who are married. She could, you know, it, she just always was and still is. But then she did this past life Reiki. It's just only three minutes long. And then when she finished it, she, she again, she came up to me and she says, you know, I had this sensation like, what if it was something from my past where I really was always being an adulterer? So it helped her to understand herself a little more so that she can move forward with it by transmuting it with this Reiki. So that's Kundalini Reiki 3. And, you know, just with those three levels, um, it helps you become self-aware. It helps you look at your life objectively. And the very, very important message, a lot of spiritual people and a lot of therapists are saying these days more and more, is that in life, if we are not self-aware, it is very hard to know who we are. And self-awareness, if you don't have that self-awareness in you, how can you know what your heart desires? So mm-hmm. at Kundalini Reiki 3, you're going to begin to be aware of your own things about you that you never really faced before, and you have a good look at it. And this Reiki will help you 
moves through it. But after this is finished, you know, there's gold Reiki. In gold Reiki, um, we have two levels, um, two categories, so to speak. So um, if we're talking about frequencies, all kinds of frequencies out there, gold Reiki is considered one of the highest frequencies that a human being can channel into their own body. Light is the light of protection, the light of love and joy. What this does when a facilitator attunes, it goes deep into that person's heart and transmutes the fear and darkness into joy and light. And it brings out, again, a little bit more of your inner wisdom, which we all have. And it, it also reminds us that, you know, in life, if we are not able to think from our hearts, it's very hard. It's very hard because we're so busy thinking with our minds. And this gold light helps soften your energy so that you can be calm in order to, you know, live your life and find your life purpose. Uh, in other words, gold Reiki, what it can do for you, you can address afterwards a lot of psychological issues. So we use gold Reiki when we're thinking of our own fear, anxiety, depression. The gold Reiki really helps a lot. And the beauty of it is, you know, each one is just two or three minutes. You just, you know, put your hands together and you just invoke for this to help you. Now, and after uh, let me... a while... Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, and having having been, you know, gone through the course with you, just for the benefit of our audience, so when you're done, you basically would, uh, if you want to do an intention, if you will, you or a session, you you would sit quietly and you, you'd think of the issue you have. And I want to ask you about when you invoke the gold Reiki versus the Kundalini Reiki, you would write your issue in your hand. Now, let's say for a lot of people, they have two big issues. One is career and another one is relationships. So let's say they have a career issue. So they write it in their hand. And first of all, would that would career be gold Reiki or Kundalini Reiki? If it's, if it usually would be, if it's, a source of anxiety, you know, about a job, mm-hmm. it would be gold Reiki. It's a sense okay. of how you feel about that issue that you'd use the gold. Kundalini Reiki, I like to say to people, it's more of a physical issue. Okay. And, um, yeah, by the way, okay, sorry. So, so the, no, no, no. So I, I want you to, you know, correct me for just for the audience. So, uh-huh. so then you would write down in your hand, like my, uh, fear of not getting a job or you know, desire to get a job or whatever. And then you kind of cup your, put your hands together, but you leave enough room. So that issue is inside your hands, but you're not kind of squashing it, if you will. And you kind of put it uh, in a, uh, you know, uh, point your fingers out and put it over your heart and you intend whoever you are, whoever you want to intend, your guardian angels, uh, whoever, whatever God you pray to and whatever name you use for that, uh, uh, Master Atumi, and you say this issue with gold Reiki or Kundalini Reiki, and then you sit quietly invoking that for, I guess, about five minutes. And then when you are done, you, I guess, would you kind of uh, open your hands and kind of rub them together. And then the Reiki, though, continues working after you've done your kind of five-minute session. So 
why don't you correct everything I said wrong and just I'm just trying to take the listeners through what a session is like when you do it for yourself after you get the certifications. Yes, that, that is more or less correct. Um, you you know you don't even have to do five minutes over time. This is this is the thing with Reiki. It is an energy frequency and it, it's very friendly. It's a very friendly energy. So just like a friend, if you want to be friends with somebody, you communicate with them as much as possible. So this Reiki only gets stronger and stronger the more you ask for its help. So over time, um, you might not even need to put your hands together. And that's what I like about this particular um, way, these teachings, like from my teacher, Raphael Lebrou. He told me that in the beginning, you teach the very, very basics, which is about you know doing it properly. But over time, each person will add on and, you know, um, morph it into their way that works for them. So you can actually be outside and walking, and if you feel tired, um, I like to just say, energy, Kundalini Reiki, please. And I find myself, you know, after a few minutes, I notice that I feel lighter. Mm-hmm. And yes, um, you don't have to try too hard to write, you know, long sentences in your hand. You can just think of my job and then gold Reiki. And that alone will start the energy flowing. Okay. Because so energy. You, mm-hmm. Go ahead. This energy Reiki, it, it's it's very simple. It's it's meant to be very simple. Um, when I explain it in class, it's very simple. I try not to go into too many theoretical, you know, spiritual views because I think there are a lot of people out there who can explain it well, and many many people are saying the same messages these days. Um, to you know focus, to learn to focus. So with this Reiki, I find it the fastest way to regain that sense of focus. Now, do you find, Lisa, uh, that for our listeners, if they, you know, they learn about this uh, Kundalini Reiki, that they can, uh, you know, do it on the subway or do it any place where they can kind of uh, zone out and get a quiet moment? I mean, one of the, to me, it's like, it's very convenient, it's very fast, and it keeps working after you're done because you just keep tapping in to it and it keeps flowing. Uh, is, is that correct? And, uh, uh, you know, it just seems built for today where, you know, if, you, if I want to do a self-Reiki session using a SUI on myself, I lay down and I do 16 body parts for five minutes each or 12 body parts, to sex, you know, positions, if you will, five minutes each, and I have a CD I listen to with five minutes worth of Reiki music if you will and um and it works and uh for sure but you know you're you're blocking off an hour and it's a deep dive whereas kundalini and gold reiki you you can kind of use it on the go and it's more in tune with kind of how how we live what would be your response to that for our listeners yes uh, that is exactly the point of the of the difference between this kundalini reiki style and the traditional Usui style. It's just like looking at a computer of the old clunky computers of the 1980s and at the speed of those computers compared to now where everything mm-hmm. is just getting smaller and faster and, and smoother. This Reiki is like a modern type. It goes fast. It's easy to accomplish. You just need 25 minutes to lie down. You're certified immediately, by the way. You don't have to take any exams because it's energy. And that's all it is. And the rest is on the individual to have total trust 
that this energy is here to help them. And the more you just let go and trust it, the more it helps you. So, um, okay. yes, I'm using I have clients using it in the office, you know, if there's a tense situation under the table. Sure. Um, they're mm-hmm. telling me, just last week, a guy was telling me he does that under the table, and he, he does notice a shift in the office after a few minutes. I have heard this over and over again, by the way, from various clients who have mm-hmm. used it in all kinds of situations, and they are noticing a shift. That's fantastic. So um, tell us about the next level then, uh, briefly, the ethereal, ethereal crystal Reiki. Oh, ethereal crystal Reiki, yes, this is a topic that can be really out there for a lot of people. But the idea is um, if we're talking about frequencies out there, there are frequencies of, you know, things that we can't even fathom. But yogis and a lot of spiritualists have been aware of this idea of spiritual crystals where the energy of these crystals, whether it be diamond, gold, emeralds, they are there in the universe. And ethereal crystal Reiki is, I am facilitating this energy frequency and attuning my clients with this energy. And what you can use it for um, if you understand crystals, um, crystals have energy because they, they are, you know, sources of spiritual energy. Each crystal addresses certain issues in people. So if you can imagine that there's this ethereal crystal that you can use in your life without ever needing, you know, to hold on to it, this energy, once you're attuned to it, and I attuned to about 49 different crystals, you can use each crystal according to what you want to use it for. You can place it. it in water and strengthen the water quality. You can place it into your lotions and cosmetics and make the cosmetics, you know, become more powerful. You can put it in a, a healing session by placing the ethereal crystals in the body by invoking. I have been using this actually when I'm massaging or when I'm teaching yoga. I'll just uh, visualize ethereal crystal in the room energy and people have noticed that their um, bodies feel better compared to when I didn't use it mm-hmm. so again it's frequency okay so listen this is uh folks this is guys guys radio your host Robert Manny our special guest Lisa Akochi talking about Kundalini Reiki so Lisa we're running out of time I want to make sure that everybody okay. gets you have ample time to tell everybody about your workshops where they can find more, learn more about you, where they can learn more about Kundalini Reiki. I know there's a face group, Facebook group, etc. The floor is yours, my friend. Tell us where we can learn more. Okay, thank you. So um, I am holding workshops in New York City, in Chelsea area. Every month I run through the cycles of each level. And uh, the next level, so Kundalini Reiki 1, will start next month. There's always three levels for each, and each session is about an hour to an hour and a half long, where the actual tune is 25 minutes. I also do um, sessions in the Bronx in groups. Then uh, my, my website to find this information is kundalinireiki.org, not .com, .org. 
And I have a Facebook. I, I'd love for you to, um, I invite you to join. It's called Kundalini Reiki NYC. Um, you know, in, in any of these workshops, you only need to just bring yourself and relax and enjoy it. Uh, I hope, uh, I really hope this helps a lot of people. And by the way, if you're not too sure if this uh, workshop, you're ready for that, Every month I have been starting since the beginning of this year, it's my intention to open a Reiki for the community. And I started last month where in the Chelsea um, Balance Arts Center, once a month you're allowed to come in and experience a 30-minute Kundalini or Gold Reiki. And healers are welcome to come in and practice and, you know, to tone their their um, abilities and talents. So that is there for the community um, to reach out to people who can't afford a you know, real full-length session. Mm-hmm. And uh, the workshops I, are there, if you, especially if you want certification, um, these are available for you, just by okay. taking the level. Okay. We actually have a caller and uh, from the 646 oh. area. Do you want to take the call, Lisa? Sure. Let's see who it is. I'm going to put caller from the 646 area. I'd like you to tell us your name and if you have a question. Hey, welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Who's this? Hello. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Who am I speaking with? Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Who is this? Hi, my name's Rodney. Hi, Rodney. Do you have a question? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Um, yes, I, I, I'm fascinated by the information, but I'd, I'd like to know if insurance is uh, um, useful for uh, paying for these um, sessions. Oh, for, insurance. For, for paying for the sessions or for yeah, practicing? Yeah. Um, well, it sounds like it would last over a length of time, so I'm just curious if, if insurance would cover it. Uh, it depends on your. I mean, Lisa, uh, jump in. But I think it. Uh, if you're a practitioner, you should have Reiki. You should have some type of insurance if you do any type of uh, alternative uh, healing. If you're uh, somebody receiving, um, I, I, it, your question is, is: Does your health care plan take that? That that depends on what your health care plan is. And I guess, Lisa, please jump in and uh, with uh, mm-hmm. what your thoughts on it because yes, you're doing uh, more professionally. Uh, to have the actual workshops covered, if that is the question, um, I don't think uh, it is acknowledged at this point. Hopefully it will at some point. But as a practitioner, uh, if you're going to practice professionally in a rental space or in a public situation, yes, um, I'm insured as uh, a Reiki, under Reiki insurance. There is Reiki insurance out there. I hope that helps. Okay, thank you. Um, one thing I would like to mention is that another big mission and the good part of this is the workshops are very reasonably priced. They're meant to reach as many people as possible. So um, I think it can be accomplished by the majority of people if they would like to invest in it. It's not hundreds of dollars at all. Oh, that's good to know. It sounds expensive. It sounds good. No, it can be. It, it goes all over the board. But the energy itself is free. The energy is free. It's just, uh, you know, commuting and everything. That brings 
where that's where the fee comes in. Well, compared to very low. Yeah, and compared, oh, compared to, uh, to to traditional, if you took the you know a SUI uh, traditional Reiki training uh, over a couple of years, and depending on who you get your certifications and attunements from, you know you can get into the thousands of dollars. This is not in that area. Yeah. This is fast and it's very affordable, and Lisa does a great job. Okay. So please look okay, at my thanks. website, Rodney. Thank you, Rodney. Thank you. So once again, okay, take care. W- once again, it's www.kundaliniraiki.org, and you can look online to um, see more explanations about this. Um, if you want to contact me, please do so through the website, or just go to my Facebook, Kundalini Reiki NYC. Okay. All right. Well, Lisa, it's a pleasure. I know you were a little bit like, I know you were like, oh, my goodness, I'm going on the radio show. But uh, it all turned out fine. And you did a great job. And all the information we want to get out there, uh, we shared with everybody. And I want to thank you for being such a wonderful uh, guest. And also just uh, your gift that you're giving people at very affordable price. And it's something that people can use throughout their entire lives. And it's and it's beneficial. And I'm a I'm a I'm a believer and I'm a supporter. So that's why I want to have you on here to help you get the word out. And so keep doing the good things you're doing. Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you for having me. All right. You're welcome. All right. You're welcome. Okay, folks. That's our show, that's Guys our- Guys Radio, for uh Wednesday, January twenty seventh. You know, just so you know, Reiki is something uh hopefully hopefully you got a good introduction tonight to Reiki and also Kundalini Reiki, but these alternative forms of uh, healing are, are really good for you because, uh, again, as I mentioned at the opening of the show, you can give yourself a Reiki session, whether it's Kundalini or more traditional Reiki, and it really makes a difference. And these are gifts, your attunements. You can keep getting attuned throughout your life. It's not just like you get attuned once and you forget about it, although you can, but you can keep getting attuned in both traditional Reiki and also in uh kundalini or gold reiki it's not it's never going to hurt you these are very gentle energies and um it's really will make a difference in your your life in a positive way and uh i i i look forward to reiki and kundalini reiki continuing to spread around the globe as a as a healing healing for the planet and healing for humanity so thanks everybody for Joining us on Guys Guys Radio, we're back next Wednesday at 7 p.m. I believe our guest is Alfred Ricci, who is a psychic, and he works with uh, Hans Christian King, who's been on the show before. So, uh, But I'll be posting in Facebook and uh, Twitter and letting you know all about that, our next podcast. So thanks a lot, and remember that uh, when in doubt, that Guys Guys, finish first.